Hello, everyone. I'm Anthony, and welcome to another episode of The Council, where some of my fellow film fanatics and I talk all things movies. Joining me here, say hello to Natalia. Hello. Yusuf. Hola. Liam. Hulk smash. <laughs> ben. Hello. <laughs> and Joseph. Hey, can you guys hear me? On today's right. show, we are going to be re- on today's show we are going to be reviewing the newest films to hit theaters, PVOD, and streaming this weekend. But first, we would like to take a moment to say a few words about the passing of Chadwick Boseman. As many of you already probably know, Chadwick Boseman passed away this past Friday uh, after a four-year-long fight with colon cancer, uh, a, a private fight, and it was truly shocking and it was so tragic to hear. Uh, we would just like to take a couple of moments here today to share some thoughts about what Chadwick Boseman meant to us. Does anybody have uh, some favorite memories or movie-going experiences to share? I really want to talk about him in Defy Bloods uh, because he did so much with not a lot. One thing that I really loved about it is that even though we saw him for, I like, I don't even know how many minutes, very, very short allotted amount of time. He was like the heart of the film. He, you would hardly see him on screen, but you could feel him everywhere. The whole point of these men going on this journey was for monetary reasons, but it was also internally for the emotional and cathartic homecomingness of unity. And I really intensely appreciated that. I, he did, Chadwick did an amazing job for the very short time that we saw him in that film. And he just felt like he was everywhere. And it was just so, it was freaking amazing. I almost wanted to swear. It was just so good. I, that was a performance where I was like, crap. Like you don't have that much, but you're doing everything and so much more with that. And I thought that was beautiful. Okay. Definitely. The scenes with him and Delroy Lindo in the film truly are heartbreaking. Very, very, what a fine performance. It should be noted that will not be his final performance. Um, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is another Netflix film, uh, which will be produced by Denzel Washington, which is fitting because Denzel Washington sponsored uh, Chadwick Boseman to study at Oxford when he was in his youth. Uh, that will be released. It's set to be released uh, for this award season, uh, co-starring Viola Davis. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Joseph, did you say that you wanted to share something? I did. And I wanted to uh, say, I, I got first exposed uh, to Chadwick Boseman uh, watching 42 when he played uh, Jackie Robinson. For those of you who don't know, Jackie Robinson was the first black uh, baseball player to break the uh, racial barrier grounds for sports everywhere. And uh, I remember leaving the theater, um, seeing a great film and a great performance by him. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I really want this, this guy, this guy who played Jackie Robinson to either play uh, Black Panther or John Stewart Green Lantern. And I got my wish uh, four years later, in 2016. Actually, 2015, when he was announced in that Marvel Phase 3 announcement. So, rest in peace, King T'Challa, forever. 
Yeah, he was announced um, at the Marvel Phase 3 announcement, which I believe was in 2014. It was a couple weeks after October Guardians 2014. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it sh- uh, should be noted that when he was diagnosed, he was diagnosed, I believe, in 2016. So it was right around the time that Civil War was coming out. And it w- he made Marshall, where he played Thurgood Marshall, Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, Defy Bloods, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, all while fighting cancer. So it, uh, it's a true, true hero. And it's, honestly, he is a superhero, the fact that he was able to do so much while he was fighting his own personal battles. Uh, anybody else like to say a few words? Um, I just think for me, the whole, just the fact that he kept it so private, Mm-hmm. But also, when you look back at interviews now, and you see that he wasn't, I'm trying to think of the words, he wasn't shying away from the subject, he was still giving a voice to cancer, and still mm-hmm. talking about it, and talking about the effects it has on others. <clears throat> Looking back and seeing them interviews, it's just... Like I don't, I don't, I don't know the words for how it makes us feel, but it just—it's it, devastating to realize that someone was fighting something like that while trying to help others without being able to share that he was doing it himself. It's, it's crazy, just yeah, it's mm-hmm. me. Definitely, definitely. Yusuf or Ben, any final thoughts? Yeah, I just want to say um, there's a f- like when I first heard that he passed away, like he's one of the people that you kind of you didn't believe it when you first heard it, you know, and it's still kind of hard to believe now because you look at clips from Black Panther or interviews or whatever, and you just he was such a kind person and so giving. And he did so much to, you know, he inspired so many people. And uh, it's just, I think everybody's going to really miss him. And it's going to be hard to accept that he's no longer with us. So that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he was a great talent. And it was the first, I think, celebrity death that ever really made me stop and consider what, what had happened. That hadn't really happened to me before until this. And I think he, like, no matter what happens, the work that he did will always be groundbreaking and it'll, it will always be there. So uh, I'm just, I'm happy that he has the legacy that he has and he was strong. I think it's very easy to say that he was a hero until the very end. Um, and I don't think a lot of people can say that but Chadwick Boseman truly was a superstar and he truly was a hero and I think he should he's seriously just a commendable person so he definitely 110% will be missed rest in power Chadwick Um, we have added a link in our description to where you can donate some money if you can in Chadwick's memory to St. Jude Children's Hospital Um, And we're going to just take a quick moment of silence to honor and remember Chadwick Boseman. Thank you.
Okay, so we're going to be reviewing a bunch of movies today. Um, we're going to be reviewing The 800, This is the Year, Phineas and Ferb, Bill and Ted, uh, The New Mutants, and Tenet. I am the only one that saw all of them because I have no life. I got nothing to do. Um, so the first one we're going to review is The 800. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast, there are going to be video versions of all these reviews kind of cut up. So they're separate. If you want to skip to a specific one, youtube.com slash the movie lover. And if you are watching the video, thank you for watching. We have a podcast called The Council every Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Links in the description. Cool. So The 800. Now, a lot of people probably haven't heard of this movie, but it made news last weekend because it debuted in China with an opening in one weekend of $112 million in COVID. So that was Thank incredible. you, sneaky box office. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't, and also the Chinese government had made this movie like reshoot because it was depicting China, not how they wanted. So I don't know how accurate it is either, but I went to go see this the other day. Um, it was pretty busy and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. I'm starting, I'm, I really like Asian movies. I think they're incredibly well-made. Um, and you know, this one was amazing i wouldn't say amazing it was really fun um the cinematography was absolutely stunning it was i think the most beautiful movie i saw this weekend out of all the ones we're going to review it was just absolutely gorgeous there was a shot of a warrior on a horse in a field with the sunset and it was just incredible um also this movie is like wall-to-wall action it's a war epic and it's just there's so much action that you're sitting there and you're never bored or distracted. And even, you know, it's in, I think, Mandarin or Cantonese. Um, it, you're, that doesn't distract you. That doesn't take you out of the film because there's so much action. It's like how Hollywood films do very well in China because it's a lot of action, not a lot of dialogue. It's the same thing with this one. Um, so that was really fun. The one thing I will say, though, is um, because there's so much action and they're so long that a lot of the action sequences feel like the finale so you're sitting there and you're like, oh, this movie, because it's a two hour and 30 minute movie. And you're like, oh, this movie is going to end. And then it doesn't. And there's like three more huge, you know, finale type action sequences. So I think they could have like, if they wanted to split this up to like three movies, because it was just so long. Um, so that was a, something I didn't like about the movie. The other thing that I found with Asian movies is like Peninsula had the same thing. And I think Wandering Earth and a couple other ones I saw is whenever there's a white actor, they're not very good. And I don't know if it's the actors that they find or it's the direction. Cause I, I don't think, cause a lot of times with Asian movies, it's a lot of like overacting, if you know what I mean. Like that's kind of their style, but when it's in English and it's a white actor, it just, it doesn't feel right. It feels like there's something off. And I think here, this was probably one of the worst examples of this, of just the actors did not do a good job. And there's so many of them in this movie because um, I think the uh, British are in China during this war or something. So there's just a lot of them and they didn't do a really good job. But yeah, that's my review of The 800. I really liked it. Um, as I said before, it was reshot. Um, so I don't know how accurate it is, but just in terms of going there and having a good time with all that action and the beautiful cinematography, I think it's worth a watch. Oh, do I go to the next well one? Well done, darling. 
Who's the uh, white actors in this movie? I you wouldn't know them. I I don't know. Oh, the random not, bad, not. random bad white person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So did you give your rating for the film? Oh right, rating. Um, I'd give the eight hundred. I'll give it an eight out of ten. Um, it's it was really it was a fun time. I just wish that they would have shortened it a little bit. I liked that it's wall to wall action. It was re- and also it was really good action. Like it was choreographed really well. It was shot really well. Like not just the angles, but the way the camera moved and they. It's gruesome, not really gruesome, but like they actually show you what happened. It's not like somebody gets in an explosion and it's just one little, you know, cut on their forehead. So I like that. Okay, next movie. This is the year. Um, I didn't really know much about this movie. Nobody really knows much about this movie. It's directed by David Henry from Wizards of Waverly Place. And it's uh, executive produced by Selena Gomez, also from Wizards of Waverly Place. And it stars a bunch of um, Disney people, like Greg Salkin's in this, uh, Jeff Garland's in this, uh, Laura Morano's sister is in this. Um, Laura Morano, because Liam's shaking his head. Uh, she was from Austin and Alley. Uh, Greg Sulkin was also Wizards of Waverly Place. Jeff Garland was the Goldbergs and a bunch of other stuff. He was um, also, if I'm not mistaken, on Wizards of Waverly Place. I'm going to fact check that. I think he was Jeff a guest Garland? star. Probably. I think so. It was, he this was movie not- was very, it, it feels very much, and also his, like David Henry's brother is the lead in this. So it's a lot of like friends and family helping him out. And I first heard about this movie on YouTube because David Henry just started popping up everywhere. And um, they, it was from a bold entertainment and Novo who I've never heard of before in my life. Uh, but they decided to do a virtual premiere for this film. So you buy a ticket and you get, you know, there's a live pre-show. There was um, a performance by lovely, the band. I don't know who they are, but they performed. There was a Q and a, so it was Were very they well lovely. Done. I skipped that part. It was 3 AM. I needed to sleep. Um, but I think the film, I like the film. It's his directorial debut. So as a directorial debut, I think if you look at it that way, it is well done. Um, my problem with it is it's a teen rom-com and just think of any teen rom-com you've ever seen. And it's this movie. Like it's so full of cliches that I wish they would have done something more to just add to the story a little bit. Like if you like teen rom-coms, this is another one to add to your list. It was fine. But I think if you're not going to add anything to this genre, then why do it in the first place? You know, unless you're kind of using this as a film to learn, then I understand that. But when you're putting it out into the world and asking people to pay for it, I would expect a little something different. Um, But as I said, as a directorial debut, it was pretty good. I think some of the shots were interesting. Uh, The performances were also quite good. Um, Actors transitioning into becoming directors i think is a good move because actors really understand other actors they know how they like to be treated and how they work so usually you get a better performance out of that um there was one scene at the very end of the film where they're driving and you can see them in the car and there's dialogue and it's clearly adr'd because their mouth moves but no dialogue comes out so it was not matched at all and that kind of irritated me a little bit um But yeah, overall, it was good. Oh, last thing I wanted to touch on. After the movie played, um, Selena Gomez and David Henry came out and they talked a little bit. And Selena Gomez was like, yeah, as a woman, I felt so empowered by the female characters in this movie. And I love that this movie had change 
But I was sitting there like, where is the change? Because it's not a change to the genre because it's the exact same movie. Like literally any other teen rom-com you've ever seen, it's this one. Where's the change in the cast? Because it's all white except for David Henry's own brother. Where like, and even the the characters themselves are so stereotypical. They're so um, cookie cutter. So I don't understand that comment. But overall, I think it was a fun film. I would give it a six out of 10. It was a good first film. And I'm excited to see where David Henry goes. I'd Because he's he has a good relationship with Disney. I'd give him like a Disney Plus show. Maybe he could direct a reunion of Wizards of Waverly Place. I don't know. But as a good first film, I think this is, yeah, this is a good first film. Uh, so I checked. Jeff Garland played Uncle Kelbo on Wizards of uh, Waverly Place. Oh, Crazy yeah, guy. I remember that. Uh, I love Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland's great. He had one scene. Did anybody see The Rental, Dave Franco's The Rental, that came out this year? No, I want to see it, it though. Because that was also a, I, th- I think that was Dave Franco's directorial debut, too. So, fun thing to check out. Sounds like I sort of know uh, eighth grade, if you know what I mean. Does that direct? Eighth grade uh, is much better. Because eighth oh, yeah, grade actually, it, it added something. It was something interesting. And it was also very accurate. Because I think I was in like eighth or ninth grade when that movie came out. So it was very accurate. This movie is not. It's so by the numbers. It's so the plot is paper thin. It, but it was a good film to write. Film? I think so. Let me double check. And um, Joseph, the director and writer of eighth grade was Bo Burnham. Yeah, Bo I Burnham, forgot his name. Yeah. Huh? He's a YouTuber. Or was a YouTuber? Yep. yep. He was a YouTuber. Now he's a... Uh, yeah. I think he won the Writer's Guild uh, first time screenplay or Director's Guild. He won something. Yeah. Yeah. And was nominated for the DGA for tutorial. Then yeah. Something like that. Um, David Henry was the head writer on the film. So I wish he would have added something because it was just not good. He also gave himself a role in the film and he was kind of... But yeah. Okay, Phineas and Ferb now, right? Okay, now other people get to speak. Woohoo! Um, so oh, how, Phineas and Ferb the movie. The movie was cute uh, as hell. It was really good. It's about. It's called Candace Against the Universe. It's on Disney Plus right now. Uh, sorry. Who wants to go first? I liked it. I and I just I'm gonna go first. I liked it. Okay. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was fun. Hannah and I, we were like deciding as to what to watch. And then we remember that this came out on Friday and we're just like, we're going to watch it. And we did. It yeah. took us a minute to get through though, um, because we were with Ziggy. Um, Ziggy is not our dog, but Ziggy is our neighbor's dog. And he is the best mm-hmm. dog in the whole wide world. And we, you know, had to be with him. He, we had to give him some cuddles. And so our movie had to be paused because we had to give Ziggy his good time. Anywho, I love this movie. It was so much fun candace was amazing the only thing that i would like that i would dock some points over um is the fact that there was very little vanessa and that to (laughs) me is very heartbreaking because vanessa vanessa wow um she is a rebecca ferguson a phineas and ferb in, in all black leather um, there was one part where they kept um, shooting, shooting back and forth um, between her and somebody else. And they one shot back to her and her skin color was completely different. And she did not have her lipstick on. And I was like very like taken out for like a hot, hot second. It happened for like a split second, but it annoyed the hell out of me. 
Um, what else? It was so nice. It was, I don't, I say nice as if it was like a heartwarming movie. It's not. Um, yeah. But it was so well, cute. It kind of is. I found the end. Yes. Yeah. I was, yeah. It was, think- by the end, it was very, very heartwarming. But mm-hmm. it was yeah. just, oh, it was so, it was really good. It was a good Friday Disney Plus yeah. movie. It, it did what it had to do. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. That was my thing. I just, as a fan, when I was a kid of the show, like, I feel like when you have, like, reunions or, like, these type of things, uh, I'm, we'll talk about it with Bill and Ted, uh, but it's, I feel like it's very hard to do to capture the spirit of something that was done so long ago and continue mm-hmm. it. Um, and I think this was one of the rare times that it worked really well. I thought it achieved exactly what it was striving to do. Like, it wasn't trying to be, like, a Pixar movie or an animation movie. This is a Disney Plus exclusive. Would have been on Disney Channel a year ago if Disney Plus wasn't a thing. Original movie for Phineas and Ferb. And it was exactly, it did, ex- it. I'll say this. I think it did exactly what it wanted to do, but I also think that the script was incredibly funny. Like it wasn't like cheap yep. humor. There were like legit, like I was legitimately laughing out loud a lot in this movie. There were a lot of great setups a lot of great like visual humor and like they really did a great job making this accessible to any type of audience member, both young kids who are loving the show now, people like me who haven't watched the show in a decade. Um, the music, the original songs written, I've been listening to the final song in the film. It's just yeah. such a jam uh, us against uh, us against the universe or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think it has a strong message about siblings and, you know, understanding that if you, if you have a bad day, that's not necessarily means that you're not valued. And I think that's a strong lesson definitely to teach to kids. Uh, I think yeah. Ashley Tisdale does a nice voice work as well, which it's great mm-hmm. to see her continue to get work with the yeah. Disney company. Um, so yeah, I, as uh, it was 11 o'clock. I had nothing to watch. I put it on last night and I was thoroughly entertained. I had a lot of fun and I think they did a great job. And if they were going to make a third film, because this is the second like real Phineas and Ferb movie, I'd yeah. take it because they, they, they definitely know exactly how to make these movies to the best of their ability. And they did it. They did a great job. I was very pleased. Yeah. Yeah, I adored this film. I really, really loved it. I grew up on Phineas and Ferb. I mean, I was a Disney kid, you know, so I watched like I, Sweet Life, Raven, all those. But Phineas and Ferb was always one of my favorites. Um, and I have a memory of when I first moved here, there was a Phineas and Ferb live show and I went there and it was such a blast. It was really fun. But it was great to just be back with this group of characters again. It felt very much like Anthony was saying, like you're just right back to where the show was it wasn't something different it had the same sort of feel um i thought the story was also clever i liked how they took you know like throwaway jokes or throwaway gags and brought them back in the end in such a clever way um so i i really like that this is the type of disney plus content i want this is the type of disney plus film i want disney plus i feel like right now is focusing on like teen girl live action you know, garbage. And I'm like, I don't want that, you know, sure. Give me the Mandalorian and stuff like that. But also I want to, cause they have such a large content library. I want to see all those IPs brought back. Like I would love a movie like this for gravity falls. I would watch that 
so quickly. Um, Gravity Falls is like the best show ever. It's so good. It's I know. so good. Yeah. Like even um, I started rewatching Kim Possible and they made a live action Kim Possible movie, which was so bad. Like they should have just made it animated. And I think that would have gone on much better. One, but one thing to say about the Kim Possible live action movie. It's it's yeah. it's it's not bad. It's it's bad. Fine. It's it's the okay. It's not good. But the girly that plays Shigo is a lesbian. So that's yeah, the only good so. part about it. Thank you for coming. Um, oh, and Todd Stashwick is in it and he's a king. Um so the villains rock. Sorry kids. I mean, yeah, I, to, yeah. What you, I think what you're saying is right. Cause like the Clone Wars season seven for Disney plus mm-hmm. was a huge success for them. Like yeah. they definitely, they're one of the rare streaming services that can get people like really excited over animated material. Like yeah. I, I don't think Netflix can do that. HBO max definitely can't mm-hmm. do that. Peacock. Like, they're one of the yeah. only, I think they are the only one that can do this. And I, I think, think that they're doing it so well is great for them. Excuse yeah. me. Big mouth. Big mouth. Big mouth. I also have to say, Hera is a massive hit for Netflix. Yeah, but Disney... got an Oscar nomination last year. Yeah, but, like, that's two shows, and those are IPs that are unknown. Like, that was an anomaly for Netflix. But I don't understand why Disney is so focused on live-action movies that are direct-to-streaming for them. Like they have their thing is animation. That's what people know Disney for. When you think Disney, you think animation. And like, for example, you can't make a sequel to everything. I would love a like Maui spinoff show from Moana. I'd love a Disney princess or Oh My Disney spinoff from Wreck-It Ralph or even what's the racing game that they went into at the end? The one with Gal Gadot. Death, I would death love race? to see that. Something like that, yeah. Slaughter, Slaughter race. race. Slaughter race, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but back to Phineas and Ferb. I really loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I loved the songs as well. Adulting, the Doofenshmirtz one was my favorite. Um, <laughs> I love Perry the Platypus. I love what they did with that character. Um, and yeah, it was just fun to be back with everybody. Hmm? No character was wasted in And it's hard exactly. in an ensemble. Yeah. Like every even, single character got signed. Yeah, even Jeremy and Stacy they brought back um, in funny ways. <laughs> So yeah, that, and um, Tiffany Haddish had a cameo role. Did you catch that? Tiffany Haddish. So the so in the movie, uh, there's this thing that every time one of the aliens in the film get over, oh, that's her. That was her. No, that was <gasps> Tiffany Haddish. What? Yeah. <laughs> Ali Wong is also in the movie. Thomas Middleditch is in the movie. It, Ali Wong, who does she play? Ali Wong was the main alien. She was uh, the, the oh. queen alien. Yeah. Wow. We're so stupid. Oh. We did not look at the I IMDb. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's, there's this great credits thing where they sing a song about silhouettes and like, because yes. you sing silhouettes yeah. and, the song, and then, you know, they go through the cast. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, oh, my number is a rating. I yes. love I, yeah. 8 out of 10. Eight. Eight. eight out of ten. Eight. I would give it eight point five because it was better than whatever I gave an eight, but it's not as good as some of the other ones. Eight hundred. I gave that an eight. Yeah, yeah. I gave unhinged a nine. Actually, thank you very much. Oh God! Take that back. <laughs> if unhinged um, gets a nine, Eddie's and Ferb should get a twelve. Um, who's seen Bill and Ted again? 
Hello. Is it just us two? I, I, by the silence of others, yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so now we're gonna review Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, this is the third movie in the Bill and Ted sort of, you know, universe trilogy. Yeah, universe. Uh, Keanu Reeves is back. Alex Winter, Samara Weaving, um, a couple other people. Bridget Keanu Reeves is back, then? and he is shaved. Bridget Lundy Payne. That's her. That's name. it. Yeah, we cannot be leaving her name out of that list because she is fantastic. Uh, so, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was just perfect nostalgia without feeling like it was grabbing for money. Mm-hmm. It didn't have that grubby feeling to it it was yeah. it was as if they'd just picked up where they'd left off with no time at all except they looked older like it was weird it was just weird how how good it was and how faithful to the original two without yeah as i said without coming across like a money grab yeah um, I thought this was a really fun movie. I really loved it. The first Bill and Ted is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and before Tenet, it was my favorite depiction of time travel, just because of how simple it was and how kind of stupid it was. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, this one is just, it's pure comedy gold. It's so good. Um, yeah. I think the idea also was really smart and how not only did they have Bill and Ted time travel but also their daughters and what they did i think was really clever yes um it you know this is like a dumb stoner comedy but i loved kind of the message behind it it had a really um good message about family and uh that stuff that was really good um i love the end credit scene as well i thought it was hilarious um so the stick around after to cred- the very yeah. end yeah 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 i know i really yeah. like that yeah did make it did make me chuckle. Yeah, and the makeup also was very good because they travel. Really obviously, you, you can tell from the trailers, but they they travel forward to steal the song from their future selves, and they go to a couple of different futures. And I think the makeup on all of them was really spot good, on, really top notch. <clears throat> I have a question because I'm not, you know, hip with the music and all that. <laughs> was that Kid Cudi? Like, was that actually Kid Cudi? That was actually Kid Cudi, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms of acting, I love both Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. I think they were great. It was nice of Keanu to not only come back, but also kind of take... It was a true duo. It wasn't... Like, he wasn't yeah. the star. Um, I like Kristen Shaw. I think her as George Carlin's daughter is great casting. She was hilarious. Um, I love that the film kind of had George Carlin as like, he was there in presence, you know, he was there for a lot of the film, which was great. Um, William Sadler was great. I liked him. Holland Taylor was fine. She didn't really do much. Um, Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne are perfect. Perfect. As little blunt heads. They were were so good. So, so good. Like Samara Weaving was good. She, but for me, I think Bridget Lundy Payne was just, they were the best. Perfect. She was, sorry, they, they were just 
perfect and it is yeah. unbelievable how much they were just a mini yeah. piano in from the original like it was just it was just mind-boggling how good yeah. she was sorry there like yeah oh. it was re- it, they were they were great and they also had such a good chemistry with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter because sometimes you'll get good casting like that but they don't yeah. feel like they're related but you felt that with these these four you definitely definitely did yeah and I think um the chemistry with Samara Weaven was spot on as well the mm-hmm. the chemistry of them two together was just as good as Keanu and Alex yeah which really helped cement them as their daughters oh yeah and I think that is what added the layer of extraness and betterness in the acting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite character by far was uh, Anthony Kerrigan, who was is from Barry as the killer robot. Yes. Uh, because in yeah. the beginning, I was like, eh, it's just kind of a killer robot. But where they took him at the end, and <laughs> it was so good. And he pulled it off so well. It was so It was funny. so unexpected. Yeah. Because he just had this just robot. Brilliant. And, then he's, and the and I like the joke that Kristen Shaw was like, You named him after my ex? And I was yeah. yeah. It was really funny. Yeah, I think the only problem I had was I don't get why they recast the wives. Yeah. Because the wives didn't in really that have much. that much of a storyline. Yeah. So it didn't make sense bringing in also, names who yeah, aren't really names. names. They're noticeable people. You would be like, oh yeah, yeah that's that's the last from Glee. Or like, mm-hmm. that's the last from Smurfs. <laughs> but, that's where she's from. Oh, uh, yeah. Game Amaze. Respect that name. She got me from yeah. Glee. She was she is fantastic in Glee, but most to most people, she is just that lass from Glee, and or that lass, as I said, the lass from Smurfs. Yeah, like Smurf. she's never, she's not, she's not a name. She's just mm-hmm. one of them actresses where you just know who she is. Yeah. So it didn't add bringing her in. I don't even know who the other person is. Didn't even bother to check. Yeah. Because I was just like, well, it's not the original actresses. And also, there were two like. They, they were too young to be Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne's mothers. Yeah. The, like, yeah. I feel they were, they, that did not, the math did not work out like, on that. Anyway. So what are you guys' ratings of the film? For me, I will have to give this a higher number because for the three that I've seen, this is definitely the film of the week for me. And based on where I would put others in scores, I would say this is like a nine. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would give it a nine as well. It was really, really strong. And I commend Orion Pictures for getting movie theaters to actually play it. I don't know how it's working in the States, but like here, this is the first PVOD movie to actually have a theatrical release. A limited one at that, but it's in theaters, which is surprising. Yes. We're not getting thought, it on PVOD in the UK. It's only going to theaters. I thought it was pronounced Orion. Orion, sorry. I uh, yeah. 
Canadian. I got very t- taken out for a second. Sorry. <laughs> for us, it's for us, it's not an Orion film. It's a VBS film, so that's why I wasn't. I didn't want to oh, say that to confuse you. people. The one thing that irritated me though is that in America, it's available to buy for twenty four ninety nine, and there's a three pack, right? But here, we can only rent it for ni- for twenty dollars, which is annoying because I want to buy it. Mm. Yeah. I feel like when this movie like come father's day this movie's gonna kill like it's gonna be like every year it's gonna make like because like besides like like feel the dreams like there's no like movie like this that is a, like yeah. father-daughter stuff i feel like this no this is the perfect father-daughter film yeah. perfect okay, all right so should we move on time for the big ones Okay, so first, the new mutants. We've been waiting for this film for three years, and it's finally here. But is it really here? It's here. It felt more like a trailer. Um, Ben, you've been silent for most of this, so why don't you go first? Because I know you really like this. You guys are so mean. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to shut up now. (laughs) Was it really, or was it just a trailer? (laughs) It was just, anyway, we'll get into that in a bit. Go, Ben. Hey guys, before Ben goes on his little rant, Editor Yusuf is here to break in to just tell you that the full, uncut, heated exchange between the council members about New Mutants is available now, youtube.com slash lover to watch the full, uncut review. Now, back to Ben. Alright, so I'm very glad that I get to talk about this movie because I'm I have a feeling that I'm the only person who's going to have something positive to say about it. Um, first, I got to say, coming back to the local cinema was amazing. I had a great experience. The food was phenomenal. Seats were good. The film itself, I will say that, look, every single film does reshoots. Every single major blockbuster film, and even a mid-range film, they do reshoots. And I think that that's important because nobody nails it the first time. And I feel like New Mutants is proof that every film does need reshoots because you don't nail it the first time. Um, there are certainly aspects of this film that are lackluster compared to the rest of it. I would say that, you know, it's relatively muted compared to other X-Men films. And I know that that's kind of the point of this film, but I still think that for what it is, it could have been more stylized. I think, you know, everything that they wanted to do in the reshoots is kind of every complaint that I have with the film so I feel that it's not really this creative team's fault because it's the Disney Fox merger's fault um but I just have to say I had a really amazing time with this film um Anya Taylor-Joy was absolutely phenomenal as magic I would love to maybe in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to see her for a few seconds I think she truly is Ileana never gonna happen never gonna happen all I'm saying is I would really like it. Uh, that's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. I think the rest of the cast was very good. I thought it was really creepy. I actually thought it was creepy. It wasn't scary, but it was creepy. As for Blue Hunt and Henry Zaga, the two who were whitewashed, and I will say that even though they are lighter skin than their characters in the comics, which is 110% on Josh Boone and Simon Kinberg, Lauren Schuler Donner, and Everett who signed off on that casting decision. Putting that aside. I had to judge these two actors and what they actually did. And I think they were, Henry Zaga is an actor who I do like. Um, he just wasn't used a lot here, but he was very good. And I thought Blue Hunt is the heart of the movie. She was phenomenal. 
Uh, overall, I really love the New Mutants. Uh, I thought it was great. And I do wish that they got to do the reshoots because that would have made it all the more better. That would have kind of fixed some of the issues I have with it, which is not enough horror, just not enough. I needed more. I needed to get to know these people more. I needed more of these characters. I needed more of this world. Uh, so I would probably give it about a seven. But I think with the reshoots, I think they would have turned it up even more. So that's that's my thoughts. This was worse. This was worse than Dark Phoenix. This was no, it wasn't. This no, was worse than Dark Phoenix. No, I'm sorry. Dark Phoenix had its bad moments. But overall, in comparison to the rest of the X-Men films, it wasn't as bad. I don't think it was as bad as Last Stand. It wasn't as bad as... Um, the Wolverine Origins. Was it, what's the other bad one? Apocalypse. No, I like Apocalypse, Apocalypse as well. <laughs> to be fair, Apocalypse. I like the X Men films. The only ones mm-hmm. I think are bad are this what one. What the hell is the matter with all of you? Like, did you watch the same? I hate the X Men movies. I hate you. <laughs> the latest X Men movies have bad. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. That got dark. Okay, here's the difference though. Like Liam, you're saying Dark Phoenix had bad moments, but it was a good film i think this it was movie enjoyable has, okay this movie has good moments but the problem with it is it's not a movie it's just it's not it it is uh it is like a preview it is just it's not a movie dark phoenix had bad moments but i'll give it it was a movie but it still was less enjoyable to watch than this one say I no I... Has a point with that. no liam yusuf has a point with that because i think that this film very much feels like a first draft that never yeah. got like rewritten again. I think those reshoots would have fixed that because you know you you just you know like with uh, a ton of movies like Zack Snyder. That, that's a reason to worry about Zack Snyder's Justice League because you know they haven't done the reshoots that they wanted to do, so that could feel a little bit yeah. disjointed. And I think that this film did feel disjointed because there wasn't really anything. There wasn't like a major urgency to the film. It was kind of like a lax. You know, um, I think it's a watchable, enjoyable movie. I think it's mm-hmm. solid at least, but like, yeah, I can agree like, that there's no through line. I agree with that. It was the boom cuts. <laughs> I don't. I'm... They're listening the boom cut. This is all they have. Okay. I don't. Gonna... I do not. I can't agree with that. Boys, I don't think boys, boys. Would have fixed what was missing from this film. I think reshoot would have added to my problem with it i don't think so that because the first the hour and 10 minutes of this film were boring boring nothing yeah. happened because there nothing was happened. too much talking there wasn't too much oh there's a possible thing going to happen there's mm-hmm. possible sort of scary things happening yeah he might have added a bit more horror elements to it which it mm-hmm. so desperately needed, especially yeah. when you start the film off by watching the trailers of other horror films that are coming that actually yeah. show you scary things. <laughs> then you go into this and zero scary things happen. But nothing. A priest attacks someone in a shower. It's not still not scary because the, yeah. they turn the steam on and you can't see anything. There had to be a complete... This movie feels incomplete. I think what happened was Fox watched the first cut. They were like, we don't like it. Either it was actually bad or it was too scary or whatever. And then they went, they cut a bunch of stuff out. They said, here, you can go reshoot with this stuff. Um, and 
they never did. So I think they were just like, let's release it without all that stuff. I think this movie had a lot of potential. I agree with Ben. It was very enjoyable. And if they had done the reshoots, it would have been, I think, quite a good movie. It's disappointing to not see that fully realized. Um, because every time something got good, it would just cut. It would abruptly end and you would move on to something else. Um, I think the ending of the film also was stupid. It was like an anti-bullying like commercial of like, just say no and all your problems will go yep. away. And that was really stupid. Um, I think the idea of the film of having, of training and observing new mutants because they're dangerous, because they don't know how to use their powers was smart. And I like the thing that they said about how um, you don't know when like the X-Men first got their powers, who they hurt, how many people they hurt. I thought that was an interesting idea. Um, but that wasn't in this film. <laughs> They, it wasn't in this film. I know. That's what so I'm they saying. Said it, the idea they said it, of it. But it wasn't there. So that doesn't yeah. make this a good movie. And this doesn't, doesn't make this no, a good idea. Because they've said a good idea inside of the film. No, they I know. They need to take that idea and apply it's it. It's show, don't tell. I know. It, it, when you're making a movie, it's show, don't tell. I get that. I think this... What I'm saying is the idea of this movie is... Like, if somebody else directed it or if i don't again i don't know what the original cut looked like but the idea of the film was clever and i wish they would have realized it um and also like with tenet for example i watched that film i didn't write notes and when we shot the spoiler review with me and liam i could talk about that movie i knew about moments i wrote this review right after i saw new mutants and i forgotten a lot of it because it just was not memorable. Nothing happened. I will say um, that, yeah. I enjoyed watching the film. I enjoyed the experience yeah. of having, I think I will rewatch it at October and go in that kind of collection for me. It's like yeah. a nice atmospheric, fun little time. Um, yeah. But that's pretty much it. It's a fun little time. There's nothing yeah. really else there. And I think it's forgettable, not because the stuff that they were setting up necessarily was bad, but it's just the execution of you had something cool but it just happened so quickly that it just doesn't have a chance to stick in your head. What I wrote um, was the first hour and 10 minutes should have been the first 20 minutes. Yeah. The end should have been the middle. Mm-hmm. And then the things that you're talking about that are that sown in the up. beginning, Yeah, they could have put them bits in the first 20 minutes. But the, the, yeah. the thing that they were setting, the big reveal kind of, they did not... That, that it, should have been the end the, the end finale. Yeah. that should have been the finale it should have had the 20 minutes set up that took an hour and 10 minutes of my life um <laughs> the final 20 minutes of that film yeah. should have been condensed to 10 15 minutes that mm-hmm. should that f- fight yeah shouldn't have lasted that long because nothing happened yeah sounds like Artemis Fowl all over again. Like no, it's not like Artemis I wouldn't say Fowl. it's as bad as Artemis Fowl. Artemis oh, Fowl was, was the, okay. Was this cool. movie, this movie was incomplete. <laughs> Artemis Fowl was just bad and choppy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's, this is coherent. Different. Yeah, where Artemis Fowl was a coherent section, then suddenly you would jump to something that there'd been no setup for. The, yeah. It was chopped and changed, and there was bits added and taken away that they shouldn't have done because the needed it for further on where yeah. this everything's there mm-hmm. and there isn't anything that you miss yeah it's nothing tying it all together 
but there's what a lot that? of things that could have taken take you could have taken out mm-hmm. that would have left a good first two thirds of the movie, yeah. giving you a better ending. Or even if they yeah. wanted to take their time a little bit, I think this idea would have worked better as a mini series on Hulu or something because it's so low budget and it's just it doesn't warrant the big screen per se because nothing happened so i think Literally if this nothing. was the first three episodes of a mini series on hulu disney plus i whatever. will say this i think your enjoyment of this film kind of relies on how much you love the x-men the universe and the films as done by fox but I'm you can't really say I, that, that because I'm a massive fan of them ben yeah and i'm hating this movie i'm yeah. hating on it and i'm not a fan of them and i liked it yeah, because also it doesn't feel like it's in the same universe. Sure, they throw out yeah. a couple names, but this could be anything. This could be in any. It does feel world slightly, very, 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 very slightly connected to Logan. Logan and X Men Apocalypse. Mm, yeah, very, very slightly. Yeah, it needed. Um, it needed the threads mm-hmm. connected more with Logan. Yeah. Unless with the main franchise. If you actually think about this film, it was supposed to come out after Logan. I think if this film yeah. would come out after Logan, with the reshoots necessary, tying it more into X-Men Apocalypse and Logan, I feel like we would be having a much different conversation. It's a shame that this film, so small and like insignificant, is has been delayed for two years. It seriously does not need that yeah. on top of I everything. think either way you look at it, this is Fox to blame or 20th century, whatever the hell they call themselves now. It's them to blame because yeah, it's either. I don't think it is because Josh Boone wrote this script and Josh Boone wanted these beginning pits. He wanted the atmospheric. Okay. But if you wrote the script and you're a producer and you don't like it, why would you make it? Why would you green light it? Like, no, because the light so many films, but, but the wanted reshoots, which they couldn't get because Disney wouldn't let them. Now but that they've, it's merged, they've moved it merged over, Disney wouldn't yeah. let them funnel any more money into it. Yeah, they wanted it no, gone. I get that. But the thing is, they've made so many movies that, especially in the X-Men world, that needed reshoots that are so bad and that completely, like Fantastic Four, I think Dark Phoenix had reshoots, didn't it? All these yeah. films. Reshoots are a good part of that movie. Yeah, like Dark reshoots Phoenix are fine. Like two months yeah, before the movie they, came exactly. out. Exactly. Fox needs to stop doing that. Every single, most X-Men films that they've made, they've cut the ending, they've changed the story, and it just does not work. So it's either their fault for chopping it up and they should just let the director do their thing, or it's their fault for hiring people who are incompetent to tell these stories. They've hired someone that was incompetent for exactly. this film. But, yeah. like, Josh Boone has done some work. He's done The Fault of Our Stars. Right, oh, but that yeah. doesn't mean the fault in our stars. That's that the, doesn't make him a good in, yeah. blockbuster maker. <laughs> he made a good, a good movie the, of a crap well, the Russo brothers, brothers came off of Community and did the Winter Soldier. I don't okay, think, but but when you're making, we're not saying no, it's because he made bad things before. Yeah. I'm just saying he wasn't the right person for this job. Exactly. Clearly. Exactly. Because he is completely blind 
yeah to anything that has happened outside like with within like when he's being torn about this movie and things like that like yeah he's clearly completely blind to what he's actually made exactly and i think also when you're making a movie it's not you jump from one movie to another and the studio has no idea about your intention like you have to pitch you have to do all this you have to give your dailies so the studio that are they're making the films they know if this person's a right fit that's why i think the russo the russo brothers worked because they understood the source material they probably gave an amazing pitch they made great films and that's how you level up so it's not that he made the fault in their stars it's that he you could tell he had bad judgment from the beginning and i don't know why fox didn't catch that and say we're not going to give you this film because looking at Fox's past, they don't catch the bad parts. Exactly. This is this wants to be what Glass was. It wants to be that commentary. Yeah. But it's not smart enough to have the commentary. Um, the acting. I like the acting for the most. Yes. I mean, the accents were crazy. I don't know. The Southern, Charlie <laughs> Heaton Southern accent. The Maisie Williams, Maisie Williams whatever the hell she was doing. in and out of Scottish. And it was yeah. very, very distracting. And even Anya Taylor-Joy, like, she was great in the film. I really loved her kind of bitchy um, attitude. And her powers were really, really dope. But her accent was all over the place. So yeah. that, I think, needed to be fixed. Uh, Charlie Heaton, I liked. I thought, I thought his power was really cool. And I think he sold that kind of tortured... Yes, he did. Thing, yeah, I think that was good. Maisie Williams was fine. I'd, I will say I liked her LGBT re- um, relationship with the other... Danielle. The first in any yeah. movie, and I think they deserve yeah. credit for that. I forgot that we get lesbians. Yeah, and it, they had good chemistry, but I think Maisie Williams, her powers were just lame. Like, she turns into a husky, big whoop. I was mortified when I seen that. We have another movie to get to. I know. What are your ratings? Sorry. Okay. One last thing. I'm so sorry. Just one last thing. The the VFX for the film, I will tell them, is was very good. I really liked Limbo. I thought that was well done. I liked the long, creepy white men. I thought they were great. I liked. I know. And the demon bear, the demon bear looked really good. And the arm that um, Ileana had was really cool. My pro- yeah. So the VFX were good. The, I think the cinematography was good. It's just that they didn't do anything with that. Okay, I'm done now. Yeah. What's your rating? I'd go 7. 7.5. 7.5 um, for Liam and Yusuf. What's your number? Uh, I'd give it... i give it a 6. Because I liked... I on liked, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So you give it a, a tomato. So I give it a tomato. It was ridiculous. It was too low. Yeah. The reason I'm giving it that is because I see so much potential. It's just the inconsistencies. Like their their looks throughout the film changed. There was a scene where Danny had a runny a bleeding nose. They cut, she didn't have a bleeding nose, and they cut again and she did have a bleeding nose. So the inconsistencies were all over the place. But I think there was a lot there that I liked. Tenet. Um, now, Liam and I already gave our spoiler reviews, which you can watch youtube.com slash the movie lover. Uh, so we're going to let Ben speak first, and then I think we'll give our non-spoiler kind of brush strokes. Right, Liam? Yeah. So cool. Tenet is a movie that I did not lose my shit over. 
Um, I will say I enjoyed going to IMAX. I saw this movie in IMAX. That was a great experience. I really I felt the vibrations in my seat. It was it was everything I could have wanted. And I think that some of the most the best looking sequences and films ever put together. Um, I think there is a certain scene at an airport, uh, which was phenomenal. There was a scene on a highway, which was also phenomenal. There were a few other action set pieces that, if I'm being honest, I remember loving, but I actually can't remember for the life of me. It was a really, really interesting film that was held together by amazing action, stunning visuals and phenomenal acting. John David Washington was so, so good. Even though he, he, he was at arm's length, but come on. Like, if that's a complaint with the Christopher Nolan movie, all of his characters are at arm's length, except maybe Batman and Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar, you know? That's pretty much all the intimate, personal things that Christopher Nolan's ever done. All of his movies are cold. Can we just accept that? It really worked here. And I do think that the score by Ludwig Göransson, who did Black Panther, actually gave the film a bit of a soul. I think that his score is a lock for a nomination. And I would even give him the win because I think it made this film all the more better for me, someone who was not enjoying it. So we'll move on to two other actors in the film. Elizabeth Debicki, who I think always does a phenomenal job, but I hated her character. And Kenneth Branagh, who I, who I just wish would stop working in Hollywood. I just don't like that man. Um, he, I think he, his character was okay. His accent annoyed the living hell out of me. I thought it was really bad. Um, this is a film that is, you know, interesting to look at. I think it's, there's a lot there. But like what some people said with New Mutants, it, there's, there's nothing co like connecting all of these things for me. And I felt that it was just a paper thin plot. I know, Yusuf, I know what you're thinking. Like, oh, there's, there's the, 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 the scene set it up later on and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you I like just, New Mutants, but you didn't like this? I will, you'll, I, you'll wait till yeah, my grave. Oh, that he um, does. When it comes to this yeah. movie, I feel like, hold on, when it comes to this movie, I feel like you should either see it in a theater, in a big screen, you should either see it in a theater like that, or you should not see it at all, because I feel like seeing it at home would just be a waste, because other than that really big experience with the action and the set pieces, this film offers nothing. I got nothing from it. Um, and there was one other thing I wanted to say, but I can't mm. remember it. Um, so I'll just let you sort of like vent, even though I don't okay. care. First of all, wait, really quick, really quick. Hang on, Ben. When you say some people, it's the, it, we know who the people is. It's it's. You said that some people have said this about New Mutants. Like we know oh, it's yeah, the yeah. name and you said they just said it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so also, like, wait, you, who saw it twice? And I'm wondering whether that'll change anybody's opinion. It, only Yusuf. Okay, just something okay. to know. Okay. What the oh, hell? <laughs> First of all, I know you're like 12, but this movie wasn't that difficult to understand, okay? So, we'll, we'll just start it was with stupid. that. It was not, it was, it was, it's not, okay. First of all, Elizabeth DeBecky was, her character was so good here. She was the heart of the film. We talked about, because I saw Liam got annoyed when you said that too. Yeah. She is the heart of the film. You would not care about anything that happens in this film, especially with the whole, I don't want to spoil it, but the, the thing that's happening. You wouldn't care if she wasn't there because she is the heart of the story. Yeah. Her and her son, that's what you care about. I don't care I don't about it though. That. I, I didn't. Well, 
I don't, I'm complete, like, I didn't even like Tenant. I have a better opinion of Tenant now that I've seen yeah. New Mutants. <laughs> but the one thing from, that completely stands out is the acting across yeah. the board. Yeah. Across even the board, Branagh. everyone's, even Branagh is His accent's crap, acting. sure. But terrible, terrible Russian yeah. voice. It's the same as his power voice. That's just yeah. the accent he does for generic foreign person. Yeah. But his acting's still good. You still think he's a villain. You still get scared of him. You still yeah. think he's on the edge. He still makes yeah. you believe that he is this crazy mental person that is willing yeah. to do these things. So you can't say his acting's bad because he makes you believe them. Mm-hmm. Again, you. I wouldn't have cared in the slightest if anything happened by the end of this film bad, unless it was for Elizabeth Debicki's character and her yeah. acting is the reason why I had that, still had this that hope that good yet. things were going to happen. No, I liked her because acting. she made she did you. a phenomenal job, but I didn't like her character. Uh, you supposed okay. to like a character. Better than... What? Better than Elizabeth Debicki's. You said this was in her Widows? Best performance. So I don't remember yeah. her in Widows. She didn't make a, an impression in that movie. I remember her in Guardians. She was too. amazing in Widows. See, that was I loved Elizabeth Debicki in Widows. That's why she's a movie. If star. anybody steals the show in that movie, it's um, Cynthia Erivo. Cynthia Erivo. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not done ripping your head off here. Just bear with me. No, it's past because I don't care. First of all, you completely forgot about Robert Pattinson. How do you not oh, talk yeah. about Robert Pattinson? Amazing. Yeah. Okay. We can agree on that. That's great. Um, the movie was great. It was so good. The The plot, I don't understand how you people are like, oh, it's so, it's so simple. It's so paper thin. It's a Bond movie. When you look at it, it is a Bond movie. But he gives it enough of a twist that it it makes it his own. I love the story. I love their explanation of... Um, how this works what exactly is happening in this film um i do agree with what liam said in the spoiler review is that they did throw in a lot of science mumbo jumbo so i would have toned that down a little bit but i think overall if you don't overthink it it is quite simple to understand um seeing it a second time really also adds to the film because you get all of the things that he was setting up beforehand and it makes a lot more sense when you do that um, I think also the cinematography was stunning. This, all the technical aspects of this film were perfect. The sound yeah, mixing sure. though was awful because as a viewer, it sucks because you cannot hear any of the dialogue. As a yeah. theater employee, it also sucks because the bass is too high, the vo- the vocals are too low. So you'll turn it down, but then you can't hear what they're saying. You'll turn it up and everybody goes deaf. So that, that, was, one of, that, was, that was one of my reasons for that. was my issue. Color. Yeah. That was an issue in for me. I couldn't hear what the hell they were talking about, which made it even more yeah. confusing. I love that they also showed both points of views for a lot of the scenes, the forwards and the reverse. And it was so hard to, like, it would have been so hard to pull off. And there's so much pre-production that they would have had to do and so much planning. And the fact that they did actually pull it off and it was entertaining to watch. And when you're sitting there and they go the other way um, and you're like, wow, this is incredible i really enjoyed that i think as we said the acting was phenomenal every single person was great even the even the the supporting actors aaron taylor johnson was good um i forget the actress's name but 
<laughs> the lady who played Priya the second time, she really stood out. She was great. Um, who famous, else was in the um, Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. He was. He had one scene. He was great. Um, so Himesh Patel. Himesh Patel was great. Everybody was just really, really good. Um, the colors. I would have made it a little bit brighter just because I don't think they knew how to light John David Washington and the color felt a bit muted. And I think the editing was a little bit um, jumpy. They went from scene to scene really quickly with no establishing shots or anything. So you kind of, that might've been intentional, but you have so much going on that I think to make it more palatable for mainstream audiences, you should have cut it a little bit better but overall i think this is a really good film i think this is a masterpiece i don't understand how people are like oh it's not good or it's too difficult to understand like no it's not just sit there and watch it and enjoy it um the last thing i want to say is ben said if you don't see it in a theater don't see it at all i don't agree with that i think if you want to see it and your question is between theater and at home is about price or convenience go to a movie theater but if it's mm -hmm. about safety, if you're legitimately concerned about your safety, then yes. yeah, no, stay at home, but still watch it at home when it comes out. And I'm a hundred percent sure that they're going to re-release it next year or the year after that, because it costs so much money to make. Um, so I'm sure you'll get a chance to see it. For a very long time. It's going to play for a yeah. very long time. Especially oh yeah, because there's no movie until October. So yeah. Because yeah. the King's Man left September, as it should, because mm -hmm. it's going to bomb either way. Yeah. Where does um, so, this film rank among the other Nolan films for you guys? Oh, this is interesting. This is very interesting. This is his opus. Okay, go is ahead. You go first. It's his, it's his best. It's his best action movie, it's you a, think? It's, it's his best movie, period. I think that he took everything he learned from all of his movies and he put it here. I would say this is the best, then The Dark Knight, then Inception, Interstellar, and some of the other ones below that. Okay, so my my perspective is quite interesting because I don't like a lot of his movies. I'm not like some diehard Nolan super fan. I do think I respect each and every one of them. That doesn't mean I have to like them because I don't. Um, so my favorite Nolan movie is Insomnia, the movie he did with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. I think that's my favorite Nolan movie. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's genius. It's everything I want out of a film. Then I would actually say Tenet is my number two because even with all the problems that I have with it, I think it's smart enough that's able to, it is able to stand by itself with the technological stuff they were able to pull off. And that was really clever. Um, I just wasn't, I just didn't fall in love with it. Dark Knight would be probably my number three. Um, this is obviously, you know, like, like a really great movie. Um, if I see Tenet again and it turns out to be some amazing movie, then I'll probably take back, you know, some of the stuff. I've only seen it once. And then the rest of them, I could care less. I don't really like any of them. My least favorite is The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I hate that movie. Me too. How do you like the dark? The Batman Begins more than The Dark Knight Rises? I know it's a little overstuffed, but it's still Forest really Hill good. Would be my least favorite. I hate them both. I think they're both bad. Because Batman Begins is just it was bad, but The Dark Knight yeah, Rises was no. interesting. I don't, Boys. Batman Begins is trash. They whitewashed. They, they whitewashed Rajah Ghul with Liam Neeson. Why? Boys. It's not even good. Boys. Yes. Natalia, you have the power here. I really do. Um, I was very tempted to just mute you while you guys were bitching and moaning. Um, <laughs> enfócate, okay? Um, yes. Please. Think, we. 
see. Liam, okay. uh, let's give you can you can fight my, each other when there's no longer a pandemic. Okay. I would. I would wouldn't put it at the top of his films. I would say it was worse than. I would say it was wasn't as bad as Interstellar. But uh, mid tier, mid tier, mid mid tier. Yeah, the acting brings it right up. Yeah. But if it wasn't for the acting, for me. I would have it right the way down because I th- I just I found it stupidly boring. Yes, I almost oh, fell asleep. Come on, I did what? almost fall asleep. How? Because I understood exactly what was happening, and I'm I didn't want to understand. I wanted to I I wanted this film to make my mind work, and yeah. it didn't do that. I instantly knew everything that was happening as it was happening. I knew what was happening going to happen in advance. Yeah. I could tell what was happening, and I shouldn't get that from a Christopher Nolan film. I shouldn't there, have. To, I shouldn't have but, okay. the plot of that. This whole film already th- figured out in my head within the first twenty minutes. But when even the last when we spoke five minutes, on it should be a struggle. Thursday, but you like even you said some of the big reveals towards the end you didn't get until either right when it happened or a couple minutes before. So I think that's not yeah, fair. There was, some there of the was, some of the things that you're couple, talking about. Yeah, but, the, but some the of the things you were talking about, the like, things that I found that I didn't get didn't get until the like yeah. couple of minutes beforehand, they weren't big reveals. Yeah, that's not a that's not a twit. That's not a reveal. It's some like. It's not something for later on to be like, oh my God, whoa. It's when you see it done again it in reverse, that's the, that it's seeing it. If you learn the spoil, like if you hear the spoilers, if you read the spoilers, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change your film. It will probably make it better because you understand more. It's about how, it's about seeing how they executed it. That is the enjoyment of this film. I agree. I don't think Nolan's main intent of this film was just like, surprise everybody with every single twist i think it's he had one big twist at the end that was well done and then everything else was about how is he going to pull this off how is he going to execute it how is this going to work mm, disagree i think okay, I what's your rating more okay what's what's your rating out of 10 the both of you 6.5 Okay, yeah. whatever. Okay. I'm ben? the very same. I'm the very same. You gave New Mutants a 7. 7.5, actually. Five. <laughs> okay, that's dirty. That's doing it dirty. <laughs> um, I'm so giving it a 10. Season. I think it's it's really good. It's perfect. I'm giving All right, it a 10. It's fine. And go on, go I think give, it's medium. It's medium. I'm going to give Nolan if a blowjob in going, the background. This is, are you not entertained? I mean... What ever a blast. Ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. Yeah. Um, to be fair. Say, yeah, I the listeners say, are going to be. I would do right. want to point out the box office for both films. Um, New Mutants opened with uh, 9 million worldwide, 7 million domestic. So that I think that was a fair opening for that film, considering a lot of places didn't play it. And then New Mutants, or not New Mutants, Tenet did 53 million overseas. So I think that, that was really strong. That's a good sign. Yeah. Well, that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now watch the video version to be sure to subscribe to youtube.com slash the movie lover. Follow us on Twitter at the council pod and Instagram at the council pod. 
and stay updated. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Do you want to build a snowman? No. Hey, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get cut, cut out. It's fine. <laughs>